Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final segment of today's episode. Final segment of the week. How about that? It's pretty good. We made it to the weekend. Uh, we're going to be talking about a new campaign announced in a press conference just last week. It's called Stay Safe to Stay Open. The announcement initially came from Derek Miller, president and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance. And Mr. Miller joins me on the line now. Uh, sir, how you doing? Doing well, Lee. How are you today? I'm all right. I need you to do me a favor, though. Could you just tell me that I slipped, bumped my head, and this whole coronavirus is all a dream, and that I am uh, awaking now in a world that has never been faced uh, with a uh, pandemic, and there is no strife or uh, discord or disagreement in the street, and we're all well, and and, and I don't have to wear a mask? Well, Can you do I, that? I wish I could tell you that, and it's funny that you, you would even ask that question, because as you know, just a, a few uh, days into the pandemic, when it first hit Utah, Governor Herbert asked if I would lead the state's economic response task force. And after about a month of that, I literally woke up one morning about five o'clock and I thought it had been a dream. Mm-hmm. I, and, and, and in many ways, I wish it had been. And, but we, it is all very real and we're still dealing with it for sure. Well, let me ask you this. As you were handed that responsibility way back when, uh, how have your objectives then shifted over time? Just curious at your experience over these past few months. Well, you know, it's interesting that we're still talking, by and large, about a lot of the same things that we were talking about on day one. And that's, you know, uh, good uh, public behavior, good individual responsible behavior, and good business behavior. Uh, in that way, it hasn't changed that much. And, and I would also add that from the very outset, with regards specifically to the economic task force, mm. we viewed our objective as a balance between the health imperative, which is so important, deals with lives, and the economic imperative, which I would say is equally important because it deals with not just lives, but livelihoods. So you know, trying to strike that balance is, is something that we continue to focus on each and every day. Are you, are you comfortable with your ability to strike that balance? There are so many accusations here and there, people accusing uh, you know, this advising body and this commission of uh, being irresponsible and focusing too much on the economic. Are, are, you, are you comfortable with the advice you give that it is an appropriate balance of uh, both our, our welfare in terms of health and uh, economic outlook? Well, it's probably like everything else in life, and, and that is, you know, a mixed bag. Very few things are perfect in life, but I think by and large Utah has done a, a good job of striking that balance, and probably more important than my opinion is the opinion of the public. And, you know, the, the last indication of that I saw was about 70 or 75 percent of the people of Utah felt like 
uh, the state was was doing a good job and on the right track. Of course, you know because you've lived in a world of politics yourself. There's always politics inserted into mm-hmm. it, but it, it, we we really doesn't have to be a, a political debate. It ought to be a discussion about individual responsibility, about respecting your neighbor, and and about what we can do on common goals, which is to save lives and to save livelihoods. Amen. Uh, all right. So you, during that press conference I mentioned earlier, you shared uh, a website and some basic instructions for businesses on how they can take this pledge, the pledge to stay safe and stay open, this new campaign which you have rolled out uh, just recently. How's the reception been thus far? So far, so good. We've been really pleased. Uh, we've got a few hundred businesses that have taken the pledge so far. Uh, that website that you referenced is stayopenutah.com. And, and really, this is just a response from the private sector, a response from the business community that said, look, we, we've got a good idea of, of what it means to stay safe. We're doing our best to stay safe. How, we, how can we communicate what we're doing to our employees and to our uh, customers? And so this was really a private sector-led initiative for businesses to be able to say, we know what we're supposed to be doing, but we want to be able to tell our customers and our employees about what we're doing. Now, how does it work exactly? A business makes its way to your website, and then what? So a business, it's simple as one, two, three. Go to the stayopenutah.com website, read and take the pledge. You fill out a short form, that based, so basically we can list you as one of the companies that has said we're going to abide by these health guidelines and we want our people to know about it. So it's that simple. And response has been good. You said you got a few hundred companies thus far. Uh, is this something of an honor system, or will the chamber or the Department of Health somehow check in on these businesses to verify compliance? Well, as you know, the, the, the chamber is not a regulatory agency. We're a business association, and so uh, we're, we're not going to go out and, and conduct enforcement checks or things like that. But we do ask that as part of the information that each business gives uh, on the website that they provide a point of contact. So if, if there are questions or, or even if there are some uh, suggestions for doing better, uh, the, the public will be able to access that information. And, you know, I'm a big believer in, in resolving problems at the lowest common denominator. So if you see something happening at a, at a business that concerns you, have a conversation with an employee, have a conversation with a manager. By and large, I believe the vast majority – of the time, that's going to be the best way to resolve any concern. And, and the pledge that these businesses make and the guidelines that they promise to follow are, are, are the simple basic fundamentals, correct? Uh, cleaning your hands, covering your mouth, uh, using a mask. Uh, there's also uh, temperature checks that businesses must agree to? Yeah, so this isn't going to surprise anyone. As we mentioned at the beginning of this interview, these guidelines have been around since the beginning now. So uh, doing those basic things like covering your mouth when you're coughing or sneezing and when you can't stay far apart to wear a mask, um, and then the temperature checks, as you referenced, and I would just highlight with regards to that, Lee, that you know, we want to make sure that businesses are, are encouraging their people that if they're sick, that uh, stay home. And, and you know, no one should feel compelled to come to work either explicitly or implicitly if they're not doing well. 
Speaking with Derek Miller, President and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber and Downtown Alliance, uh, recently announced the rollout uh, within the Utah Leads Together Volume 4, uh, a campaign called Stay Safe to Stay Open. There is a pledge businesses can take. Uh, should they take that pledge, there will be some graphic signage where they can display that they are adhering to some standardized health guidelines, making the experience there as a patron maybe a little bit more comfortable. The state, the stayopenutah.com website, uh, Derek, has a directory where you can search for businesses which have taken the pledge. A number have already been added to that directory. I noticed that, uh, that there are a few other con- uh, counties in addition to Salt Lake. I, I can see Davis, Kane, Utah, and Weber counties. Is this a statewide initiative or confined just to certain counties? Well, it is statewide, and I'm really glad you asked me about this because even though the initiative was conceived and, and planned by the Salt Lake Chamber, uh, we are actually rolling this out statewide in our partnership with all local chambers as well as about 80-plus business and industry associations. You don't have to be a member of the chamber to take the pledge. It doesn't cost you anything to take the pledge. This is just something that we want to provide as a service to the business community for them to say, hey, this is important to us. The health of our employees is important. The health of our customers is important. And here's a way that we can communicate that. And pretty soon we'll see those signage, uh, that signage appearing in windows of Utah businesses, those who sign this pledge. Uh, Derek Miller, our time has expired. I wish we could keep chatting, but uh, i got to let you go. Again, Derek Miller, President and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber, uh, sharing some details here on this new campaign, Stay Safe to Stay Open. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. All righty. Uh, that's going to do it for me this week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I am going to step away, make way for the great Jeff Kaplan as he takes to the mic and delivers to you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio.